Okay, good morning. And uh, this is the strangest place I've done my podcast from. It is in a cave down by the ocean at Trapdoors. She's a local surf break. And um, it's a really cool spot. to walk through this like waterlogged cave to get to the other side there's a sunny spot just by the breaking waves okay we're rolling so questions today are if someone offered you a whiskey and coke at 10 a.m., would you accept it? Does sanctity whiskey contain amphetamines or is it just really strong? That's a research question, actually. How long do you reckon an Oasis tape from, bought from Cowsand Road would last in a Walkman in 1995? Last question. If Bry was in a monastery, what would be his chances of watching Manchester United versus Arsenal in the FA Cup? We've only a week left on our visas. We decided to try and hitch back in the back of another pickup truck to Bangkok. And then we were, we're going to try and ride from there to Malaysia. So we did the bike look and this ute pulled up and their driver, this is a driver and his mate, they were young guys, real friendly, and uh, put the bikes in the back and they said, oh, come in the back, come on. So we got in the back of the pickup and we drove with these two real friendly dudes um, all the way to Bangkok. They were driving fast as well. They were kind of like smiling assassins, drinking Red Bull and iced coffee, playing these really mellow Thai synthesized music. But they were driving like 120 k's an hour, nose to nose with a uh, nose to tail with a car in front, <laughs> smiling and laughing, just like map and rai, map and rai, it's good, 140, yeah, no worries. Ouchie, um, just got stung by a bee in my foot. Um, so <laughs> we got to Bangkok and we were there in that half an hour when the city's still sleeping before it woke up again. The town, the place was deserted. The river had overflowed and parts of the city were underwater. The zoo had flooded and all the crocs had escaped. <laughs> we cycled towards Kaosan Road and we're lifting our legs and up and holding on to cars to avoid the flood water. Uh, I can't really guess where the deep monsoon gutters might be. Oh, yeah. 
We only got um, 40 more days from immigration to reach the Malay border. It's 1,000 kilometers. Will we make it? We're slaves to our bikes again, which um, that's the downside to um, riding. The upside is you get to see everything, little details. You can even see ants at the side of the road. Find a spare $5 that someone dropped. But you're going that slow that um, your visas run out quick. Thailand's just a land of temples and shrines. Like You look at the top of a hill or the inside of a limestone cave and it's often made into a shrine to Lord Buddha. There's over 30,000 watts Buddhist compounds here in Thailand. The temples within these compounds are like jewels glistening in the sun. It was late, and without a place to stay, we decided to test the charity of the monks. We, uh, they just looked at our faces. We didn't have to do the two hands at the side of the face. It was obvious we were knackered. And uh, in need of a place to keep. The monks offered us food and a place to shower, and then allowed us to sleep beneath a huge golden shrine. We feel really safe sleeping, with Lord Buddha watching over us, from under his golden eyelids. We're left to ourselves on this day. We're, they'd allowed us to stay in the Vihara. That's where all the important images of Lord Buddha are held. Most of the other times we stayed in temples. Um, we were bundled in the public hall. And they, they could be really noisy because they had wakes. And one night we stayed in this hall and we wondered why no one was going to sleep. And these people were playing cards and gambling all night long. I think they were using these big dice and... Um, just seemed strange in a temple grounds that they'd be sort of gambling. But the relatives there, they said they preferred to sort of laugh, joke, and, and gamble and, you know, and keep, keep the departing spirit company rather than sitting around moping. Made sense. Could catch on. Next time you're at a funeral, just um, get the dice out. Oh, you can do it at mine, I don't care. That would be funny. Um, at 6 a.m. the monks are ready to head out with the begging bowls. One monk, he's got like massive muscles. He's covered in tat. Another one, he's covered in tats. And some are smoking cigarettes and cracking jokes, like dodgy jokes. You can tell just by the way they're laughing. Um, many Thais, they become novice monks to achieve like social merit but it means that the what holds a wide cross-section of people even ex-cons i'm pretty sure i read where they could make plea bargains where they'd say like i'm really sorry for robbing that shop can i become a monk or can my client become a monk um, to try and change his ways rather than go to prison the bald head and orange robe can put you into a false sense of security. You jiggy jiggy in Bangkok? This monk had asked 
and he's slapping his palms together. Another monkey got real pissed off because um, we didn't have to beg for our breakfast. He'd gone out and got all these blessings from the local populace and we were eating it. So <laughs> he handed me and Bray's beg uh, a begging bowl and jested that we should go out and beg for food ourselves. When we packed up to leave, Bray couldn't find his shoes. A thief had waited for him to take them off at the temple entrance out of respect and then took off with them. Good luck, they were pretty stinky, to be fair. <laughs> okay. Um, Radio. The eyes. Come on, eyes. Well, guys. We called into this shop heading south. Just trying to get the K's up. Just K after K, just bang, bang, bang. And we got to this cafe. It's like early morning. It's like 10 a.m. And um, it's hot. And we sat down at this little table, but ended up lying down across the benches. I looked up and I heard this lady, and she said, You drink whiskey? And she dropped the glass onto the table. And I just remember looking up from where I was laying at this glass with like ice and this coke fizzing in it. And it just looked so refreshing. <laughs> Brian and me, we woke up in the back of this lady's shop 24 hours later. We ended up going out with the entire family to this uh, karaoke bar. And the lady was singing and she got flowers. You have to put flowers around her neck um, as a sign of uh, respect and how good they are. We couldn't remember where our bikes were. I kind of remember some local guys. We'd let them ride around on them. There was a beauty contest at the bar too. I remember one of the family members was a ladyboy and she was getting changed in the back of the shop in this lime green bikini. His Adam's apple sticking out. We were surrounded by local women, friends of Ma, and warned of the guys we were drinking Sanctip whiskey with. It's like really potent whiskey that's apparently got amphetamines in it. Boys not good. Boys underlay. Underlay. JD. You JD. Them, me, me JD. You good heart. Them, not good heart. Pa tried to get us to follow him home. Since we were staying in the back of his shop, I thought I'd better follow him, but Bri was wrecked. What's this Mary had a little lamb malarkey? He said. <laughs> he got up and, like, collapsed in a pile on the floor. Power and me carried him back to the shop. When we got there, Bri laid down. A lady boy was still in a bikini. She stood admiring Bri as he lay sleeping. Damn, I just, <laughs> I just put my absolute all into that last section of recording and uh, wasn't recording. <laughs> now I've got to repeat it like it's the first time I've ever done it. A quick slug of um, coffee and here I go. Yeah.
Oh man. <laughs> okay. So we're at Patalung in southern Thailand and we're heading to Hatyai on the border. This is 2nd of December 1995. Woke up in a bush shelter, not uncommon. We take down our mosquito nets and cook breakfast. The rain's belting on the roof. It's so loud, Brian and me have to shout at each other. We're caught behind a curtain of water. It runs down the corrugations and splashes back up at us from the red earth. Everything's so luscious, green, green paddies, trees, the forests, and cars stick up out of the ground, crowned with sort of vines and small trees. Monkeys swinging up and about. And Okay, I am recording. A woman in the garage gave us rice and melon as a gift. We got that a lot on our bikes. It's just a great thing when you're traveling like that because you're in a position where people feel they can help you. They can offer you something, like could just be water. Um, or like in India, just a piece of sugar cane to chew on. <laughs> But you're just never going to get that if you're traveling by on a nice bus or in a hire car where you've got everything you need. Unless you broke down, of course, or got robbed and had to run into the forest. Then you might get some help by the locals. We're really getting south now and the domes of the mosques are beginning to replace the sparkling eaves of the watts. And speakers are blasting out Muslim prayer. Rubber trees and date palms line the roadsides. Apart from the waiters of Met, which was mainly my fault, um, and that Aussie guy, pissed Aussie, you bastard, um, we received just nothing but kindness from the Thai people. They had this humbleness about them that calmness and compassion that led Brian and me to think very highly of the Thai way of life. But yesterday we'd seen a sight that kind of left doubt in our minds. The first thing we saw was mussels on the road. It's like all these sh um, shellfish mussels just lined. You know, we're riding over them. Or littered either side of the road and the shells led to this brow of this hill and on the brow there was these two pickup trucks that would come to the middle of the road and hit head on and it was absolute carnage the um there was an excavator two cops were trying to direct traffic but they weren't really getting involved with salvaging anything from the cars so the guys there's two guys, one in each car, um, utes. And there was a guy with a big excavator and he was trying to rip the cars apart. And as he was doing it, the brake lights were flashing on and off because there was a poor guy in one of the cabs was done, he'd gone. And uh, he was jabbing, the, must have been jabbing the brake with his foot. And the other guy, he'd... The force had been so tremendous that he'd flown from his seat in the front of this ute 
past the back seats and through the back window of his ute. And he was in the tray of his ute in the corner, just propped up. This sort of final resting place. But what was bizarre was that the people were kind of giddy. It's like a giddy excitement. People from either side where the traffic had backed up had run up to see what had happened. And they were giggling and carrying on and um, people had dragged one of the guys out. I remember as we were coming up, they dragged this guy out and he sort of flopped on the road. I heard later that the reason why they do this is to save the face of the victim, to keep it cheerful. I don't know, it blew my mind. And as we rode past, we give it this massive wide berth. And I said to Brian, don't look, mate, do not look. And he looked. And he said, that image is in his mind forever. Hachai is the last big town before the border with Malaysia. Hachai was favoured by Malay men who, not all Malay men, but certain Malay men who would sneak over the border into the barber shops for more than a haircut. The city was big. It was too built up to camp and it had been pissing down for days so everywhere was soaked through. We needed to dry off so we <laughs> limped into a temple and were greeted by these two old sour-faced monks. <laughs> Funny, as I'm getting older. But yeah, these two sour-faced old monks were wondering why two drenched rats from Angrit, aka England, should get a free lodge. Now, they were about to send us on our way, but then this young monk came down called Davicha, and he said, no, 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 yeah, stay, stay. And he gave us a key to this actual guest room, the monastery guest room, and it was luxury, like, Apart from smelling of like a low stink of mothballs, it was plusher than any room we'd been in. Um, Brian Davicha straight away were talking about football. And Davicha and his mates were reeling off all the teams, players, and heaps of ties loved Manchester United, um, which was Brian's favourite team. Brian was, Manchester United, yeah, yeah. And he scores, scores. Do you know the... I guess these days we're so spoiled we've been able to just peek behind the curtain back to our old lives. So you go travelling and you can quickly check if everything's okay, check your Google doorbell. Um, and Davidja said, oh, tonight, watch soccer. So, what? In a monastery? And Davidja's eyes lit up. Satellite TV. Arsenal versus Manchester United. <laughs> Davicha and his fellow monks, they tried to be quiet, but they got so excited that they disturbed one of the sour-faced monks next door who was banging on the wall. We slept past the chants, the wails and the gongs, and eventually one of the sour-faced monks came bashing on our door telling us to get up and go to Malaysia. I'd just like to apologise for my accent because sometimes my words sound 
a bit weird because I'm from Yorkshire and when I first came over here I'd say stuff like money and honey and people would say, what the fuck are you talking about, man? What the fuck are mommy and honey? And now I'm kind of caught between the two and sometimes I don't, I say a word and I don't even know what I actually said. <laughs> yeah, it's mainly honey, money, manny, honey, glass and arse. Bum, bam. Sit on your bam. Sit on your bum. Yeah, so it's the use. Yeah, so I hope you like the episode, and if you'd like to leave a voicemail message, voice message, which I think you can do on Spotify, or send me an email on my Dr. Rich, that's D-R, Rich, as in money, long hair, so it's Dr. Rich Longhair at gmail.com. That would be cool, because it inspires me to do another. 